Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. So I I love to start with this question when I've got coaches on the podcast, and that's when did you realize you wanted to get into coaching? I realized I wanted to get into coaching when I got out of college and I couldn't figure out what else I wanted to do. And I actually volunteered for a couple years and um, and then had an opportunity to go be a grad assistant at a Division three for thirty five hundred dollars a year, not thirty five thousand, but thirty five hundred. And uh, uh, a couple of years later, I ended up back at Creighton as an assistant. So, yeah, I graduated with a degree in philosophy. I uh, thought I wanted to go to law school, and I just couldn't commit a lot. You know, I I couldn't commit, so I'm like, well, I must not want to do it because I can't commit to it, and um, just you know, I, I love sports and I'd been, you know, I had actually walked onto the Creighton team my last two years at, um, in college. And so I was probably more, you know, I was one of those kids who probably was more into it by the time I finished college than I was even when I went. Um, unlike, you know, I think a lot of athletes today are more burnt out because they've played year round, you know, from the time they're nine or 10 and, I, you know, back in that day from small town, Iowa, you didn't get to, you know, it wasn't like I could get even get in a gym every day. So I think I was, I think I loved the game more, you know, at 22 than I did at 20 or 18 or 15. And so that's, that's kind of how it happened. You, you mentioned there how, how you walked onto the Creighton basketball team your, your last couple of years there. What's it now like being able to, to coach for your alma mater? Yeah, it's, you know, it's sometimes I lose track of uh, how special it is because I've done it for so long. I mean, I've been here for 20, 28 straight years now. So um, the campus is just different. You know, it's 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 the same university, but it's not. I know that probably makes sense because it's, you know, particularly because we are a smaller school and we've we've kind of jumped into even more of the big time in athletics. But uh uh, but yeah, it's, it's special because there's still, I mean, still quite a few people here from when I was younger, but not necessarily when I was a student, but, uh, yeah, it, it's great. Cause you, you, you do have a special feeling about what, what your experience was. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I didn't have struggles in college, but I think I grew and, you know, I would highly I, I i think real i think really highly of my experience and so it's it's pretty easy to sell that experience when you when you've had something similar um you know at at that, at that time in your life you became the coach at, at Creighton, the head coach in the early 2000s talk a bit about the growth of the program under your leadership there because you know you've really turned Creighton into a, a perennial postseason team I inherited a good program. I mean, Connie Yori and, and before that, Bruce Rasmussen, who was our athletic director, uh, had done a great job of getting the program um, where it was. And, you know, I had a blip or two after uh, the first few years, we were pretty good. And then I had a blip or two where I probably, you know, showed my <laughs> showed some of the, you know, showed some of the weaknesses of having been a first time head coach. But uh you know, I think uh, Bruce did a good job of kind of mentoring me, and we kind of got it back on track. And uh, 
you know, we've, we've certainly improved our facilities. I think that's helped. We've, uh, we have an on-campus women's basketball and volleyball only facility, which is nice. And recently we've added, added a practice facility and we've got, you know, I feel like our facilities have, have improved and um, certainly jumping into the big East has, has helped us. Uh, it's helped our profile and I felt, feel like it's helped our recruiting and, uh, but you know, the big thing for us, uh, Jared is we have, we have retained players. I mean, so as much as the, as the big East has helped us, I think from a recruiting standpoint, our biggest strength as a program has been that we have retained and when you can retain, you can develop. And so we, we have players who come here, obviously some, some kids are capable of, of playing right away. They've, you know, and you know that when they get here or before they get here even, but then other times, you know, it takes kids a year or two or even, you know, two and a half years maybe to develop into a place where they can help the program. And for us, fortunately, we've been able to keep those kids and develop them. So, that you're not starting from scratch, you know, and I think if you want to be consistent at, a, at our, where we are, you know, improving your recruiting helps, but so does, so does staying great in retention. And that's been um, probably our biggest strength. You, you mentioned some of the benefits of transitioning into the Big East, uh, you know, along the lines of recruiting and the such, but from a coaching standpoint, what was it like, from your end, making that transition and taking this Creighton team and moving it into the Big East, I I think it was it was great for me because I'd been at Creighton, you know, as an assistant for ten and and then as a head coach for eleven years already. Um, when I when we entered into the Big East, and so to me, I tell people it was like it was like having a new job without all the difficulty and. <laughs> And struggle in, in terms of, you know, familiarizing yourself with the campus and how to sell your program and, you know, picking up and moving and, and doing all those things and, you know, changing your recruiting base, you know, geography wise. Um, so there was a lot of familiarity with, obviously, with what we were doing. It was just a, a question of, you know, how do you, how do you take a few things and tweak them and, you know, maybe take advantage of some of the things that the Big East had to offer. But I think personally, it was great too. It was new travel. It was new opportunity to learn, a new challenge. You know, some of the things that you look for, you know, because we all get probably a little bit, it's it's easy to get stagnant when you're doing the same thing at the same place forever. And uh, so for me, it was like a, it was like a bonus because I felt like a little bit of an inner, a re-energizing uh, with without some of the difficulties, and so I, I've really, uh, really enjoyed it. The travel's been awesome. We get to go great places and do things that we didn't necessarily get to do in our old league, and and then you get to study other programs that are you know have been successful in different styles of play, and so um, and in a greater opportunity for at large berths, which has been nice. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff uh, for me personally and, and, and professionally, I feel like. Speaking of styles of play there, uh, for UConn fans, I, I know you guys played uh, 
a few years ago. Uh, but for those who might not be as familiar with the style of play that your teams bring night in and night out, talk a little bit about your coaching style and, the, and some of your principles uh, that that you bring to your team. Sure. Well, we're uh, we're um, I mean, I would compare us maybe more to Villanova than anybody in terms of what you would see in the old Big East. We're a we're a motion offensive team. We're not we. I think we've got kids that are or players that are multi-skilled, and we've we've always shot quite a few threes, um, and been a pretty low turnover team. I mean, we 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 feel like we have to take care of the ball, spread teams out, and make threes. We've never, you know, had dominant dominant post players. So um, I think that's been important. Just like I said, low low turnover team that shares the ball. Um, and, and shoots the three well, and then we're kind of vanilla on defense. I mean, we're we're not as disruptive as we probably would like to be, probably because we've, you know, we're not the most athletic team. And in coming up into the Big East for us, it was, you know, we we saw a little bit better athlete than what we had seen previously. So I, I mean, I think we've upgraded our athleticism, but I still feel like we're we're not at the at the top end athletically. So we're we just try to play position defense and be smart and, you know, um, be a, be a decent defensive rebounding team. But, uh, you know, I think we, I think we can be reasonably hard to guard because we, you know, we, we don't turn the ball over a lot and we, so we can, we can run a little bit, but we're probably, um, a little bit on the slower end in terms of pace of play, but I don't think we're, I don't think we hold the ball. I think we move it. We just, we're just a little bit more selective. So. Great. One one thing I, I'd like to talk to now is the Big East. Uh, looking at you know the standings from last year, you know, was, you guys finished in, in a five way tie for third place. What does that say about the toughness and the strength of the Big East? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last year was really unusual. It was like it was like watching the PGA yesterday, where there were seven seven players tied for the lead at uh, uh, whatever six thirty Central Time. Um, but uh yeah it was it was kind of it was kind of odd i mean you know depaul has you know depaul really has kind of been the beast since uh since yukon and notre dame and louisville left i mean they've certainly kind of had the you know had the run of the league um been either wanted or been really close to winning it every year but there's been a lot of other people including ourselves who've been in a position you know uh, we had one uh, co-championship, but we've also had some, you know, a lot of, you know, 10 and 8, 11 and 7, 12 and 6 years where we're right there. Um, but uh, it's it's good. I mean, I feel like, uh, um, you know, we've been the sixth best league in the country the last couple of years. And obviously adding UConn is only going <laughs> to help us in that way. So, I mean, we've tried to use that. Um, in recruiting that we're, we're already, uh, borderline, you know, with the, with the power the football five. Um, and now we're adding the best program in the country over the last, you know, 25 years. So we've, I think we've got a chance to be even more special, but, but great balance. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've, you know, and, and it makes sense. I mean, without, without football, everybody's got enough tradition that, they have a chance to be good, but it's not, we don't necessarily have 
so many resources where somebody can be dominant. So, you know, that'll be the challenge with UConn coming in is can, can we, you know, can we inch up closer to where they are and, um, or can they fall off <laughs> closer to where we are? Because, you know, obviously they're going to be the, they're going to be the most dominant team when they come in. It's a question of, can we, can we use their entrance into the league as a, as a positive to, to lift up uh, some of the programs even more than what we've seen. Uh, and uh, because I think if that's the case, then we can become an even better league. But uh, yeah, a lot of, you know, the, a lot of close games. I mean, when you've got, you, you figure a lot, five teams that are 11 and seven, it means everybody's good enough to win and everybody's good enough to lose <laughs> in that group. And, and uh, so I think, you know, from a coach's standpoint, that's great because we, you know, we get to coach situational basketball and close game, ba- you know, close game basketball. And that's, it's nerve wracking, but it's fun too. Yeah, absolutely. You're one of the, few coaches who you know coming into the Big East who have actually had the chance to go up against a UConn team in the past and I'm curious to get your thoughts because you're in Connecticut we're able to see from our end what goes what, what Gino does and how he runs the team but what's it like from the opposing side in prepping for a game against a team like UConn especially and I know when you went up against them it was during one of one of the higher years uh, over the past few years yeah they were you know actually we were uh, trivia. We were the first win in their whatever 111 or 13 game streak. They had lost to Stanford um, out at Stanford the game before, and uh, so we were game number one in the streak of you know. And they they won the. I think Stewie was a sophomore maybe, um, but they won. You know, it, it was it was a really good team, and I think I can tell you that in the locker room after the game, I told our players, I said, you know. Certainly they had better, they have better players than we did, but I said, there's, they also played the game the right way. Like they, they made us uncomfortable the whole time. I said, there was nothing about the way they played that you could be bitter about, you know, like, cause they didn't, they didn't coast. They, they didn't take plays off. They, like I said, they played the right way. They, they made you uncomfortable the whole, the whole game. And, um, so I said, there's a lot to admire there. And, uh, again, that was a great, great UConn team. And, um, but it was, it was fun to get that opportunity because I feel like it just, it, it tells your players that, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. You still <laughs> to perform at that level night after night, after night, after night is, is impressive. And so, um, you know, and I, I remember talking to a coach, you know, from the old Big East, and I said, what's the, what's the what's the most difficult thing about prepping for UConn? Like you just asked. And, and she said, it's finding enough, you know, film on them to make them appear vulnerable, you know, because typically when you go into a game, you know, you, you'll show clips of who they are. You'll show clips of what their strengths are. And then you'll show some clips and, and you'll talk about what their weaknesses are. And she said, we, you just can't, you can't find enough film to get your kids to believe that they're going to have a, a realistic chance to win, <laughs> which is obviously another way of saying that they're really, really good. But it's also another way of saying that they don't, you know, they don't let down and they don't, they're not, they're not looking past you. They're not, 
you know, they're, they're not playing to the score. Um, they're, they're playing to against themselves in, in the same, at the same time that they're playing against you. Coach, I'll, I'll get you out of here on this question. And, and I'm not sure, uh, how much time you've been able to, to spend with the team during this pandemic, but preview your team a bit for us heading into the coming season and, uh, you know, maybe give us a, a player or two that, that UConn fans should be on the lookout for coming out of Creighton uh, for next year. Sure. Well, we have a, you know, we have a big freshman class. We have five freshmen coming in and we have some size. Um, we're, we're typically undersized, but uh, we've got, so we've got some size coming in. Um, but uh you know, the strength of our team this coming year will probably be our guards. I mean, we've got uh, really three guards that have, are returning with a lot of experience. And I think we're, and I think they're all two-way players. Uh, so Tatum Rembaugh is a, is a senior point guard for us. Um, and she's, you know, she started last year and she missed eight games uh, with, a, with a PCL injury in the middle and it really kind of hurt us. It kind of threw us off stride. Um, we were eight and two when she got hurt and, um, but she's pretty bouncy and can get to the rim. And then Temi Sarda is a, is a small, but strong kind of off guard. Um, she'll, she'll be a senior. She's a, uh, was our second leading scorer. She averaged about 15 a game in the league. Um, again, a good, a good defensive player, um, got a lot better on offense. Um, and then Rachel Saunders is going to be a, a junior for us. She's a five, eight or nine. Again, a really strong kid, kind of a, a good defender. Got, got a lot better on off, uh, on offense last year. Um, uh, I feel like with those three, you know, junior, uh, junior, senior, senior, and with the experience that they have and they're, like I said, they're all pretty for us. They're reasonably athletic and fairly bouncy. I feel like that's the strength of our team. And then we've got to fit in we got to figure out who's going to play with them, you know, at the, at the four and the five and find a rotation. But I feel like if you're looking at our, if you're looking at what our strengths are next year, it'll be, it'll be our backcourt, those three kind of starting out. And like I said, a lot of experience there, and um, you know, kids that can, uh, that I think athletically can compete in the league and, you know, we're going to need those three to stay healthy. And if they do, I think we can be okay. Cause I think we've got enough, uh, bigs to, that we can try and it'll be it'll be really competitive to play in the post we'll be younger and less experienced but i think in a way we'll be they'll, they'll have we have some talent there they'll just they'll just you know we'll have to kind of find out uh who's who's going to be the most consistent absolutely coach i uh, really appreciate the time and looking forward to uh getting some yukon creighton matchups uh on the calendar heading into big east play so thank you again for coming on the uh, podcast appreciate it okay thank you jared thanks for listening to the connecticut scoreboard podcast with jared cutler if you like the show and want to know more check out the podcast on twitter at ct scoreboard pod the host at jared cutler and find us on facebook at the connecticut scoreboard podcast Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.